How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Sane podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, sitting across the way, is somebody that takes care of me every single time, Mr. Ray Ramundo. Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, Alan. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Yeah, Ray, uh, they also know you as Ray the Caribbean Barber in Statesboro, Georgia. Ray? Welcome to Statesboro. Glad to have you here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story. Okay, let's start with the uh, beginning, how how I came here, right? Yeah, sure. So the way that I came from, I come from Puerto Rico. I come like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I came just because uh, the family of my wife, they really sell really good yeah. this town. About Statesboro? Yeah, how okay. good it is. And she was here already? Yeah, she was. Okay. The family was here. Um, her stepfather found a job in in distribution center in the area. Okay. And they moved from Puller to here. And I don't know, maybe four or five years later. Very nice. We came here. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Ray, for, for those that don't know, you're just a phenomenal uh, barber stylist in Statesburg, Georgia. I think, you know, uh, if anybody knows anything about a fade, they come to Ray because you you just clean everybody just nice and crisp. Uh, I remember when I first came to you, uh, I was very kind of like taken aback because, you know, I, I spent some time in California and then I was looking for that same style haircut in Statesboro, but no one was doing it just the way that I liked it. But then you came into the scene and you just absolutely transformed my life, man. You just keep me clean, I appreciate it so much. And I think what really stands out to me about what you've done is really a, it's more along the lines of how much you have fallen into this uh, passion of what you're doing. I think that it's something that you absolutely enjoy doing and you work so hard at it. Uh, I don't know anybody that, you know, in, in my kind of like, uh, uh, phone call that I could call up a stylist and say, Hey man, like, I just don't have time right now. I just need an early cut. And then they say, yep, meet me in the morning. I'll take care of you. No problem at all. There is no one like that. And so I have to ask, you know, was, was, uh, doing hair something that you are, you know, in love with, like what kind of like got you into this specific industry coming from Puerto Rico? Man, the thing is like how I became a barber. I never want to be. You never wanted to be a barber. It's crazy. Never. Like I grew up in the salon industry. Mm-hmm. I know by the beginning like how hard it is, mm. uh, how hard is the grind. And also when you are really busy, you start to don't have too much time with your family. Mm. So I saw that from my mama. Okay. So your mom was a stylist. Yes, sir. She she worked in the in the industry. Yeah, she have a she have a salon in Puerto Rico. That's Miyaba. awesome. Did, yeah. did you did you grow up uh kind of yeah. like being there? When you so, when you play with dirt <laughs> and your tonka, I play with hair. <laughs> I love That's that. That's the way. I love that. That's the way that I grow. Yeah. And it wasn't a position in my life when you are between 17 to 19 years old that everybody's ignorant. Mm. Just a few know exactly what to do with the life. Yeah, can be with something in the family, can be the system that they don't give you the proper orientation what to do with your life. So many things happen. So I entered in this college. I did my things wrong, and 
I start to work in construction. I don't like it. I don't like to you be sweating. You were working in construction? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. By a few months. And I don't like it. I saved some money. And I quit. And my mom, she, she was really upset. Yeah, she was. And be, believe me, bro, when a Latina mom is upset, <laughs> it's not funny, bro. It's not funny. And she came one of those days to argue with me. Yeah. Because what you going to do with your life? Sure. And How old were you? Almost 19. 19. Yes, sir. So so you were, you were uh, I guess, did you go to, was that college years, high school? You went and finished high school and everything? I finished the high school. I entered in the college. I was in the administration business program. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't like that kind of thing of the business. I'm not good with the balance sheet sure, and stuff sure, like sure. that. And then so you went to work construction. Uh-huh. They gotcha. kicked me out. They kicked, okay. So you didn't have any other choice. You just went, okay. They kicked me out because my grade was bad. Mm -hmm. So they kicked me out. And when my mom come to the house to argue, say, what you going to do with your life? I'm going to be a barber. <laughs> Simple like that, my yeah. friend. Uh, I was seeing one of my friends. He was studying barbering. Sometimes I was being his model. Yeah. To get the haircut and stuff like that. Yeah. That way he do his grades in the, in the college. And... Figure out like this is not hard to do. Let's do it. Like I come from the family. My mom, she's a hairdresser. I have an aunt in in Florida. She's a hairdresser. Sure. So so you you know that side of the uh -huh. business. Uh, but 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 was there something that like was telling you that I'm going to become a barber, or was it just like oh no. nothing else, <laughs> no other it's, choice? It's, Let's just go ahead and throw this that one out there. So it's we, exactly like that. Like we you can say. get mom off the back, right? Uh -huh. To to stop the argument because nobody. Yeah, love yeah. to be living in the argument. Sure. That makes sense? Sure. And here we are, bro. Yeah. And Since then, so 2003, you, I'm a barber. So 2003, you started. Uh, what was that like? I mean, you know, you obviously at some point made a choice. And I think this choice is very interesting because you talk about this period of time that a lot of people are going through that they don't know what they're going to do with their lives. They're not sure. They're not, they, they don't know what the choice is. They don't know what, what it is, but obviously for you there was something about barber whether or not you liked it i mean obviously you kind of like just threw it out there right just like hey hey like but you decided that was what you were going to do yeah and then you stuck with it yes and no why because a few years later i understand in puerto rico that the barbering profession doesn't give you a retirement plan security mm. So I hustled in the barbershop, but at the same time, I was studying in a college, but this time I was focused on education, specifically in history, that I do my degree in history. And Went then, to college, yeah. And then when I finished my degree in history, I said, like, let's do a master, and I did a master too in history. Mm -hmm. At the point in my life that I finished my master, I was working in a private school, teaching mm -hmm. history, mm -hmm. and I was making, just a few dollars because they don't pay good. Yeah. And I was like that to lose my job because in summer, private school closed and nobody pay you. Yeah. So I became scared. The family of my wife, they was telling me about a state border and all the opportunity to be in the United States. But I was focused on Dallas. Department of Education was looking teacher in Puerto Rico. Dallas. <coughs> Dallas. Mm -hmm. Dallas. Dallas was the first the first plan 
But when I made the interview, my English right now is not really good. Mm. But at that point, my friend, you It, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, bro. Sure, sure, sure. It was sure. really a struggle. So sure. I don't pass the interview, not because my knowledge as a teacher is because my knowledge in the English. Sure. So I say, let's, let's do it. Let's go to Georgia. Let's learn the language and then apply again. It's so crazy to me that you make that decision because, you know, you're talking about leaving your family behind, mm -hmm. leaving everybody you know. Of course, like your wife's family is here right now. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit benefit. But everything that you knew at that point is back home. Your mom, right? Like your mom's like back home and you make that decision to come here, not knowing the language very well. Right. Like you're, that's another factor. Like when you how like when you're back in Puerto Rico, it's so easy for you to it's just do language. it. Yeah, exactly. And then you come out here and then you do it. Can you describe to me what that initial part of it was like? Like, how did you know, how did you even get started? How did you know that what, what you needed? Because now you've kind of like grown, right? Like you have a massive following of people that just like I, every, everyone I talk to, even just right now outside of this room. I told them that Ray was coming and literally one of the guys was like, Ray's the man. <laughs> How do you go from like not being unknown to that? I don't know. You hear that, that thing like you need to leave your town to grow mm. and that a small town mentality to grow. Sure. So everybody say, let's go to the big cities. Sure. But my choice, I can't go to San Juan. Yeah. I can go to Ponce, Maya West, big cities of sure. Puerto Rico. Sure. But I decide to go even further. A little more. Sure. To another country. Sure. Another culture. Sure. Another language. Sure. Sure. And another ethic of work. Sure. And <clears throat> it was hard, yes. Mm. And you know, we have a brewery right here. A what? A brewery, they make beer right yeah, here. Yeah, a brewery, yeah. And I was taking lunch over there okay. by six months, eating the same thing every weekend because I was working in downtown part-time as a barber uh -huh. and working in the distribution certain picking box full-time. Distribution. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. I didn't know this. So I was out of filler over there. And when I came here on weekends that I take that lunch in New York Creek, Can I get a burger, no pickle, no onion, and a soda? <laughs> Man, that menu is like this. It's so big. And the only possible for me in the first five months to order was a burger. Yeah. And Was it because it tasted like you knew what a burger was? That's the first thing I'm saying because it was more easy to order. Yeah. So When I learned how to order... A chicken BLT with an egg. I mean, that's hey. a game changer. <laughs> It's that's a game crazy. changer. And in the barber shop with my co-workers in Kingdom Cut, so I have a, a comb in my hands, penilla, and say, how you call this? Mm. The guards of the clipper, how you call this? Yeah. How you call this? Yeah. Because I knew the half of the sentence, but not the other half of the sentence. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. So that kind of thing helped me a lot to learn fast. Well, you had to. The English, because like you say, I have to, because nobody in the shop speaks Spanish, <laughs> only my customers. Yeah. And 
the struggle is real, my sure, friend. Sure, of course. But it's a mindset that you want to kill that struggle yeah. or be killed yeah. by that struggle. Kill, I take kill. that decision to come here. Yeah. I will not be killed by the struggle. Yes. I will kill the struggle. I love that. I love that. So mentality. Mm-hmm. So, so in when in the beginning, uh, was the where you, did you start out by kind of like working at um, the distribution center? Yes, sir. So you started there, and then you created like this part time uh, position over at uh, uh, somewhere that had like was able to that you were able to do that at, right? How to explain? Like they tell me, like, hey, this is what you're gonna make, and this is the hours that you're gonna make, and this is the day that you're gonna work. Yeah, that makes sense. And I say like it's only Monday to Thursday. What I gonna do Friday and Saturday? Sure. And I tell to my father-in-law like, man, like I'm a barber. Yeah. I got my equipment with sure. me. I bring my you equipment. You brought it. I bring my equipment from Puerto Rico to here. Was there an expectation at that time that you that were going hustle, to do that? You wanted to do it. Uh-huh. to hustle, make extra money. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting to be a barber at that point in my life. I was thinking to be a history teacher. Sure. But you just wanted to make some extra money along exactly. the way. Exactly. To kill some free time. Sure. And when I came to the shop, my father-in-law, he did the interview for me. Yeah. My English? No, no, no you, couldn't, you couldn't speak <laughs> no at all. No bueno. So, so the three of you, three people sat down. It was your father-in-law, you, and then the person that interviewing you. Exactly like that way. Do you remember like the way that you felt or like what, what were you th- going through your mind? Like, were you like, oh man, this is going to be. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly like that. Because like, can you tell him like this, 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 this? What he say? Uh-huh. Uh, but tell him this, 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 this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to, that has to translate and then back and forth. Uh-huh. It's little struggle showing picture. Hey, this is what barber. I can do. I yeah. know what I'm doing. Yeah. But I'm the new guy in town. Sure. And to be honest, there is that the owner of this shop take hire me was really high. Sure. And to be honest... I don't know if I do that. Yeah. Because, for somebody else. Uh-huh. Because how you going to communicate with your employee? Sure. Like you you have business. Sure. How are you going to communicate with an employee that doesn't talk your language? That's right. It's, it's really hard. That's crazy. For you That's crazy. and for your employee too. Yeah. So here we are. But yeah. So we, we, we get to the point. You're still working at the distribution center. You're cutting hairs on the weekend. What kind of like made the shift where you like, Hey, I think that maybe like haircuts and barbershops One day. is the way. What day? 24 of December of 2017. <laughs> oh, I'm accurate. good at history, so I'm <laughs> good in date. <laughs> what happened on that day? Bro, that was my first day that I made in one day, $500 in my pocket. Wow. And it's like, whoa, I can live in this, but I need to figure out how to create more customers. Sure. How I can tell to the people. How were you finding customers at, at the beginning? On the beginning, I started to cut some Hispanic dudes. Yeah. And so you you knew some people that needed haircuts, or were they just like no, people when that they you... enter in the shop and they don't l- speak. look like an Anglo speaking, like it's Hispanic speaking. 
Ray. 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 Hey, Ray, you got that one? <laughs> you got that one. Don't worry. I got that one. And the other, and the good thing about the Hispanic community that we have is word mouth. Sure. They talk to each other. They talk each other, and that's the way down. So once you started fading some people, people were like, yo, you got to go to Ray. Ray's going to take care of you. That was so the way. You, you got on one of these days, I guess business was good. Business was booming. You know, you got $500. You're like, holy crap. Like, this is something I never that I see do. that in the whole week in Puerto Rico, my friend. Really? So how about in one day? So a week's work in Puerto Rico can't even give you $500. Exactly like that. What is it in, in Puerto Rico? So a barber can make... I don't know now because they they rise the prices sure, so much. Sure, sure. But back then, when but you back were... then, like a good payment for a barber was three hundred in a week. Mm -hmm. Can sounds crazy for you, but we paid for a rent a house over there at that time of my life three hundred dollar a month. A month, so it, that, it's that, not twelve hundred. Sure, sure, sure. That, so the cost of living is different. Uh -huh. So three four hundred dollar in a week, you. At that point, it was good. You know, not great, but was good. What's interesting about that is, you know, one of the reasons why I think that you know you push so hard and you work so hard is because you do see you have the advantage of being able to see what life is like somewhere else. Yeah, right. And when I think I learned too much, I was lazy, my friend. When when were you lazy? In Puerto Rico, yeah. I'm, my mentality changed completely in the United States. Simple like that. Mm. What uh, what shifted? Was it the struggle? The struggle, and also when I was working in the distribution center, <laughs> what what I'm doing here, sure. I got a master's degree and I'm picking boxes. Sure. And the dude on the side, he only, he don't have the high school diploma. Sure. And he's working the same as me, picking sure. boxes. Sure. So from the uh, big academic, go down to the floor and live like the other ones. Sure. And see the struggle of everybody. But at the same time, I see my Mexican co-workers like sure. pulling boxes like a crazy dude. Sure. Say like, if they can do it, I can do it. Sure, sure, I'm sure. not from another planet. Sure. I'm from here too. That's right. So that that's the kind of thing that start to change my mentality and be more hungry. Yeah. Specifically in the barbershop. Yeah. Because say like, I can live from the barbershop. I need to figure out how I can move full time yes to the barbershop sure so how did you do that how did you the, get to the point how I get it uh, first using my skill that I developed as a historian dude yeah I use the same technique for research as the history to research how to do marketing okay I don't know if you remember I give away 100 t-shirts yes with my logo this. yes I, when when did when did that brand come along? So when when you initially started, were you already Ray the Caribbean barber, or were you Ray just like the 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 stylist? The Ray the Caribbean barber was because I studied history and I figured out like we are from the Caribbean, uh -huh. Puerto Ricans, Cubans, Dominicans, we are Caribbeans. Yeah, Jamaicans are Caribbeans. Sure. So I'm Hispanic. But not from America. Yeah. And Hispanic from the Caribbean. So yeah. Ray, the Caribbean barber. That's, yeah. That's the reason. Like, I'm coming from the Caribbean area. Who, who did the branding? So you had, like, a shirt that has, like, kind of, like, design. Who did it? Who did all that? The logo. I found uh, one of my friends in Facebook. Uh -huh. I said, I'm looking for a logo. Uh -huh. Whatever. He can make it. Let me know. We pay. Yeah. And this friend said, bro, I got you. Yeah. This is what I got for you. Yeah. He was one of my clients in Villalba hometown. Uh -huh. And he moved to Florida. 
later I was here. Uh-huh. So he said, I think like this is the logo for you because it's a style, it's beer, it's fade. Th- this is you. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He 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 hit the area perfect. Yes. And then so you took that and you started kind of, you know, giving out shirts. Uh, I remember there was a period of time when you you were doing a ton of video. And what type of impact did that have for your business? The media is is unique, my friend. Yeah. It's something that can change. Investing in promo your business in the social media is going to change completely, completely, completely. But the most important that I see is I saw a lot of barbers. I don't say nothing about this country. I saw a lot of barbers around the world. They promote themselves using Photoshop and stuff like that. They say, if I do that, when they go to my chair, they're not going to receive the same haircut because has some kind of edit on the computer. Sure. So I told with my dude, like, bro, like, we need to do a straight, a straight, like, yeah. no edit. Yeah. And that's the way that we did it. Yeah. Every single one everything and that's that design like it's like, like a signature yeah i would not edit, edit any any job got you got you when did you leave the job at the distribution center if i know brown was the summer of 2018 and how did you like how did you feel at that point was was the 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 side side hustle already big enough that you didn't care about it was better than it was already better it was in only in two days the check was better than the whole week in the other place gotcha so what i did i cut some depth so that way i don't need the ticket so high so i can live with less yeah that makes sense sure so what what, what are you talking about there like you you adjusted your lifestyle uh-huh. because like i don't want to continue have two jobs it's killing me i was working from five o'clock in the morning okay. to three o'clock in the distribution center. Yep. Four o'clock, I was in my apartment, taking yep. a bath, changing my clothes, come here at four thirty, and continue working to eight o'clock at night. Every day, every day. Yeah. Until I made the clientele, like, yeah, I can live from here. Yeah. And then, so when you did that, after you did it, you know, how were you able to secure your clientele? Well, first, I meet John Berti. Do you know him? Yeah. In the distribution center. Okay. And he said, I'm a YouTuber. I got a camera. I got a computer. Mm. Let's do some video. I never do it. Let, let's start. I never yeah, do it too. Yeah, yeah. And with the promo and with the mentality that I need to be in a shop all day, even when I don't have customers, create like a mindset for the customer. Like even if I don't book I know that he's going to be there. Yeah. Later was a struggle because I start to be booked. And so I can't do walking, my friend. You you sure. need to make an appointment. Sure. So that's yeah. the thing. I got you. Let me ask you something uh, like different and more of like advice that you have. So, you know, a lot of people are you know, potentially wanting to do something else, wanting to be an entrepreneur, wanting to start their own business. Uh, You've done it, right? You went from a job that you were working for corporate, right? Which is like, you know, the distribution center. And then you move to basically being, setting your own time, your own schedule. You are your own boss, right? What advice would you have to someone that looks at that and wants to do it themselves? Grind. Grind? Grind. 
grind, grind, invest every dollar that you have in your pocket in your business. Forget about the fancy trip, fancy cell phone, fancy computer, fancy clothes. Forget about all about that. Mm. Just invest money in your career. Invest money in your business. How to bring more people, how to bring more quality to the customer. That's the key, my friend. Yeah. That's definitely, that's the key. Like, when you go to the place and the guy, he do nice service, but the place doesn't look good. Mm. can be a yes or no of the return. Sure. When you go to the place that is looking clean, it's looking nice, and the service is so, so, again, can be a so, so to return. But when you invest money in your craft, when you invest money in your business, when you invest money in your building, my friend, you got the recipe. Yeah, I love that. What's on what's on the horizon? What's next for Ray the Caribbean Barber? You don't know what I'm talking about. Hey. Anything now, anything that you can tell us right now? I definitely uh most of my guys they know that I want to open a shop. Okay. Definitely is one of the goals. I want to to expand the brand. Yeah. And not from the county because I think I'm not gonna be here only with one shop in, in a state bottle. Sure. But also bring more people. Sure that really want to have the same mentality yeah that really want to grind yeah because in this industry the cake yeah is big yeah it's something the yeah. cake is big that's the only the thing. cake is big you i like that the cake is big <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's what ray the caribbean barber says i love it well ray i want to thank you so much for spending some time with us um i really appreciate it i think i learned so much i i'm super inspired i really am i think that you know what you have been able to do for this industry especially in this town right has really kind of like changed i, th I think that you're starting to see some competition which is great competition oh, helps right but people are understanding that you know that old style of like you know haircut isn't going to cut anymore and you know if there's anybody that knows you know what they're doing it is ray the caribbean barber and i appreciate it thank you thank you for coming to the show thank you so much.